Hello, everyone. This is Wednesday, March 25th. I pray that you and your family are doing well and staying healthy. Usually during March, we have March Madness with the NCAA basketball tournament. As I shared a couple of weeks ago in my sermon, this is March Madness, but it's a different kind of madness with the coronavirus. But during the NCAA tournament in March, they most always uh, show the video of the late great North Carolina State coach Jim Valvano's Don't Give Up, Don't Ever Give Up speech. Do you remember on March 4th, 1993, Jimmy Valvano received the Arthur Ashe Courage Award on the ESPYs, and he got up and gave one of the most memorable, most powerful speeches to all of us, and I felt like during this March Madness, and I've shared it with you on many occasions, that it would be uh, helpful for us to remember what Jimmy Valvano said, don't give up, don't ever give up. And when he gave that speech, if you remember, he had cancerous tumors all over his body, and he said, people ask me, Jimmy, how do you make it through each day? And he said, I tell them there are three things you need to do every single day. And he said, the first thing you need to do is you need to laugh. I shared also a couple of Sundays ago that one of our church members, Jim Miller, always says we need a little levity to offset the gravity of life. And we know that laughter is therapeutic. As a matter of fact, in Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse 4 it says there is a time to weep and a time to laugh. In Proverbs 17:22, it says a cheerful heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. That's why every Sunday when I preach, I try to begin with a little humor, a little joke to lighten the load, to get people ready to hear more important things. But Laughter is so important for Christians. I believe Jesus was a man of, not only a man of sorrow, but he was a man of joy. That's why little children flocked to him. That's why Jesus said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them, for theirs is the kingdom of God. I think if Jesus was a mean-spirited, grumpy person, children would not have wanted to be around him. So I think it's very helpful during this season that we're going through to have laughter. I remember back as a child being at home on a snow day. These uh, coronavirus days are much like snow days when we would be at home uh, for days at a time. And I remember my brothers Jerry and Tim and I making a radio station during one of those snow days. We took a cassette tape player. Parents, explain to your children what a cassette tape is, but we would take a cassette tape player, and I remember that we made a radio station, WCOW, Cal, and there we would do call-ins, we'd do trivia questions, we would drop change down in a Pringles can, and. And I remember the fun we had. Uh, I remember my brother Tim playing his guitar and turning on the vacuum sweeper and 
writing a song, I love my wife like a vacuum sweeper because she sweeps me off my feet. And I remember my brother Jerry calling someone acting as if he was asking a question, how many heads are on a totem pole? But we laughed, it made time pass by and, and we got to listen to that funny take, much like people are doing today with their phones and making funny videos. I know that my eight-year-old daughter, Ann Catherine, and my 14-year-old daughter, Sophie, uh, were making yoga videos, exercise videos. They called themselves the Yoga Queens. And um, I believe we're gonna show you a little clip of Ann Catherine and Sophie making this exercise video. And I know they did it with their cousin in Somerset on FaceTime as well. But watch this video. Welcome back to Yoga Queens. This is our third day. Since it's so pretty out today, we will be doing an outside. Now this is a special occasion thing. This is only when it's warm out. Okay, <clears throat> so we usually start out with a little bit of breathing. So get down on your knees like I said. And, and just let the head relax. And then I made my own video. My children said that there was a a way if I did a certain kind of dance, there was a dance app that would help me to, to be able to dance, that would even uh, give our own Kentucky boogeyman, Darren Mosco, a run for his money, that I would do a little dance. And certainly the app uh, improved my skills drastically, but, but watch this video. Maybe you've been doing the same thing. Maybe you've been making some funny videos and, and this would help bring laughter. I think it is therapeutic and it helps us to release the tension and the worry and the anxiety that we've been experiencing during this time. Uh, Jimmy V said that we should laugh every day. And I think that's scriptural too, that we would have joy. As a matter of fact, Jesus said in John 15 11 that i have given you joy and he goes on to say my joy i leave with you so that your joy may be complete or may be full so we as christians certainly need to be filled with the joy of the lord it says in nehemiah that the joy of the lord is my strength but the second thing jimmy valvano said we need to do every single day is to think or to spend some time in thought and maybe during this season that we've been in with more time at home and and more time to reflect and think about our lives maybe we're thinking about what should be most important it's amazing how so many of our daily activities have come to a halt and yet we have time to do a lot of thinking a lot of um, spending time and thought and I pray that during this time, we would look at our lives and say, what, what things are most important or what should be most important or who should be most important? I pray that we would all agree that our relationship with Jesus Christ should be first. Do you remember when the teacher of the law came to Jesus in Mark chapter 12 and he said, out of all the commandments, 
which one is the greatest or the most important? And do you remember what Jesus said in verse 30 of Mark chapter 12? The most important one is this, to love the Lord your God with all of your heart, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with all of your strength. And the second is this, love your neighbor as yourself. And I pray that we would look at our lives and ask, have we allowed other things, our work or sports or the busyness of life take the place of Jesus Christ being a priority and our time of worship with him in God's house. And I pray that we would make him first place. Remember Jesus said in Matthew 6, 33, but seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these other things would be added or given unto you. So may we think about putting Jesus Christ first, but then secondly, that we would allow our relationship with our families to be priority right under our relationship with Christ. Uh, someone sent out that this is a wonderful time to uh, spend more time with our families, but they quickly said, uh, too much of a good thing can be bad or could be too much. But I pray that uh, we are growing in our relationship with our family. As we sit around the table, uh, now eating all meals, at least our family, all meals at home together around the table, which has been wonderful. Not only do we pray together and not only have we tried to do devotions or uh, discuss the messages, but we've also asked one another about each other and ask what what my daughter's favorite color is or tell us what you think your brother's favorite color is or but it's helped us just to get to know each other better and I pray that you're doing the same thing but we also think about how we can love our neighbor and I've been so proud of our church family and so many of you that are reaching out either by sending a card or making a phone call or or sending an email or or trying to reach out and to love our neighbor to love our family of faith and that's so important and i've had so many texts of people saying todd if we can help you in the church in any way to to take food to a shut-in or to help an elderly person or anyone that's in need just let us know I'm so thankful that we are a church that not only loves the Lord, but we love people and we love our neighbor as ourselves. But think about during this season, how we can grow in our faith and, and how we can become better Christians, how we can uh, reach out to people that are lost and hurting. Maybe we can think about how we can witness either via FaceTime or again through an email or, or through a text or twitter whatever it may be that we can even share christ with a co-worker or a family member say if worst case something terrible happened we would want to know that you know christ as your lord and savior and and we love you so much and we want to share with you how you can have that life which jesus talks about that abundant life everlasting life but jimmy v said that we ought to laugh every day and 
We ought to spend time in thought or think. But then thirdly, he said, we ought to have our emotions moved to tears. And I believe he shared it could be joy. I always like to think of that as love. When we love deeply, then sometimes we also hurt deeply. And, and just as Ecclesiastes 3 said, there is a time to laugh. The first part of that verse says there is a time to weep. And maybe there's been some weeping going on. Maybe you've had a, a loss of a loved one in recent days. Maybe you've wept because you're worried about this virus or worried about family members or through anxiety. And But know too that when we love deeply, sometimes we are moved to tears. Remember Jesus Christ himself uh, wept when we see him in John chapter 11, verse 35, when his dear friend Lazarus passed away, it said that Jesus wept because he loved his friend so much. And even though he would raise Lazarus back to life, he still had compassion uh, for his uh, friend and for his family. And I pray that we would indeed have uh, compassion in our hearts and we hurt with each other and, and maybe you've been weeping because you have been depressed during this season and again anxious about what's gonna happen tomorrow well James tells us in James chapter 4 verse 14 why you don't even know what will happen tomorrow what is your life you are a mist or a vapor that appears for a little while and then vanishes. So we know even without the coronavirus or without unexpected sickness or illness or tragedy, that our lives in the grand scheme of things are but a mist or a vapor that appears for a little while. That's why we are to be prepared. That's why we are to be ready. That's why we are to get our houses, our lives in order and live our lives fully surrendered to Jesus Christ. But I want to share with you a, a very special story that many of you have already heard me share, but it's become a special part of our story here at the Forks. But I've shared with you uh, many years ago, I was going through a, a dark season of my life and I was depressed and, and I was home all the time. It wasn't because I was self-quarantining, but it was because I didn't feel like going out or seeing anybody or doing anything. I had a broken heart. I was, I was questioning what God wanted me to do with my life. And it was just a dark season. And maybe that's where you are today. You feel like you're staying home and you don't know what God's plan is. And, and maybe you, like myself, had cried myself to sleep many nights. And maybe that's what you've been doing. And and during that season, I had a pastor to come visit me. And when he came in, I thought the last thing I want to hear when I'm down and I was throwing myself a pity party and, and again, just worried about the future, I really didn't want to hear a sermon. And maybe that's not what you want to hear today either, a sermon. But he came in and sat down and and he took out of his overcoat a fork, much like this one, a plastic fork. And he set it down on the table in front of us. And he said, Todd, I want to tell you a story. And, 
And again, many of you have heard this story or a, a version of it, but he said, Todd, there was a little old lady that everybody loved at church and they called her Aunt Evie and said, Aunt Evie went up to her pastor one day and, and she said, Preacher, when I die, I want to be buried with my Bible in one hand and I want to be buried with my fork in the other. And the pastor said, well, Aunt Evie, you know, I, I know why you want to be buried with your Bible. You are such a faithful Christian woman, a godly woman, and you're always here at church and you're always so kind to everyone. But he said, why in the world do you want to be buried with your fork? She said, well, preacher, you know why we, when we have all these eatings and meetings on the church grounds, and she said, the sweet ladies will come by and they'll take my plate, and then they'll say, Aunt Evie, you keep you, your fork, you save your fork, because the best is yet to come. And they were referring to dessert. And she said, preacher, when I die one day, and I'm in my casket, I want people to come by and they see that Bible and know that I was a God-fearing woman. I was a, a Christian woman. I was devoted to my faith in Christ. And I also want them to see that fork and I want them to know that the best is yet to come, referring to heaven. And also, if they're going through a, a difficult time in their life, if they're going through a time of depression or brokenheartedness or pain that they would see that hope as a uh, that fork as a symbol of hope and they would know that there are better days ahead and i have to tell you when that minister shared that story with me i wept i wept because it moved me i wept because i needed to release a lot of that uh depression and worry that had built up and it reminded me that God was still in control and that God had a plan for my life. And as a part of this church's story, God, uh, again, works in mysterious ways and he has a sense of humor. Wouldn't you know that just about six months after that, uh, God would call me to be the pastor of the Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church and on my first Sunday as pastor of this church, which was uh, July 5th, 1998, I had one of our ushers, I think we only had about one usher, Bill Godby, who's gone on to be with the Lord. He stood at the back door and I asked him if he would hand out these plastic forks to folks as they came in. And he didn't know why, but he said, I'll do it. And when I got to the end of the sermon, I shared that story that I just shared with you. And I said, if you believe that the best is yet to come in the life of Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church, if you believe the best is yet to come in your life and in your family's lives, I want you to, to make that commitment by standing and, and holding your fork in the air as a symbol of commitment. And I want you to know on that Sunday morning, even though we weren't great in number, we were great in spirit. Every man and woman and boy and girl stood and held their forks 
in the air and we made a commitment that the best is yet to come. And that's been a reoccurring theme that we've had here at the Forks through the years. I've shared it when we've gone into building programs. I've shared it when we've done Forks Forward in Faith. I've shared it at new member luncheons and banquets. I always try to let people know that we believe as followers of Christ, the best is yet to come one day in heaven, but also if you're going through a difficult season right now, to be of good courage or to take heart as we shared last Sunday, that the best is yet to come and that Jesus Christ has overcome the world. And so I pray that today you would be encouraged, that you would laugh a lot with your family, that you would think about uh, priorities and, and who should be most important in your life and in your family and, and that you would love your family and, and that you would have your emotions moved to tears and that you would be encouraged during this season that we're going through. And, and Jessica asked that maybe you could take a picture of you and your family holding your forks up to commit the best is yet to come and and you could send it to our Facebook here at the church, and it would be an encouragement to many other people as they see uh, your commitment to Christ. But I would like to just close this time together by us having a prayer, and I'm going to pray for you. We as a church and as a staff, we are continuing to try to minister to you in creative ways and and we're trying to stretch ourselves to think about how we can best meet your needs. And, and we want to certainly pray for you every day, which we are doing, but we're trying to stay connected, whether through social media or, or again, phone calls or texts or letters or cards. And we're going to continue to do that. And if we can ever help you in any way, please know that you can contact us and we would be honored to pray for you and to help you as you have need but right now let's go to the lord in prayer god thank you so much great is your faithfulness O lord and lord we just thank you that you promise to to be with us and that you'll never leave us nor forsake us and and you tell us, surely you're with us always, even until the end of the age. And we thank you for that promise. We praise you and we glorify you. And I pray, God, that through this season, we would have an attitude of gratitude. And we would thank you for every good and perfect gift that comes from you. And, and Lord, that we would be thankful for the health that we do have and, and for the uh, food that we do have and and for a roof over our heads. And, and you tell us in your word, God, you tell us in Philippians 4.19, and my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. And thank you for meeting our needs. And thank you, Father, that we as a church family are trying to, to meet people's needs and to minister to them. And Lord, we just pray that soon this coronavirus would, would end. Protect, God, our church. Protect our families. Again, protect those, Father, that are on the front lines, our doctors and nurses and medical professionals. Keep them safe, Lord. And, 
Lord, we continue to pray for our president and vice president and and our coronavirus task force and for our governor and and his team and Lord, give them wisdom as they try to make decisions for the good of our nation and for our state and Lord, I pray that we would continue to pray for them, whether we, uh, again, agree with all of their politics, whether we're Republican or Democrat or Independent, but we as Christian citizens would do our part in praying for our leaders and encouraging them. And Father, I just pray that you would continue again to be with all the churches that are trying to minister through this difficult time. We are, Father, being stretched to be creative and and to continue to minister even though we can't meet in person. Lord, we're praying for spiritual awakening and revival to take place that, that many people might come to know Jesus even during this season. And Father, we pray for folks in our church that are again, grieving over the loss of loved ones or or battling some form of illness. We pray, God, for folks that are taking treatments even during this season, whether it be radiation or chemotherapy. We pray for your anointing to be upon them. We believe you're the great healer and the great physician, and, and we know all things are possible for those who believe, and we pray for miracles of healing. And again, Lord, that that a cure would would a medication would come out to treat the coronavirus, and and Lord, that minimal loss would take place. And again, Father, that this would be uh, stopped uh, in its tracks. And so, Father, we just pray again for every uh, church member and every person who's watching this service tonight, and. Ask God that they might feel your peace and your love and your joy and and your comfort and the blessed assurance that you are with them, with us. And Lord, we're just going to praise you and thank you for the victory we're trusting you to bring. And and we just know, God, that, that you're in control, that you are sovereign, and that even though things seem out of control, that you are still sitting on the throne and you still are in control. And we pray, oh God, for your mercy and your grace and for your healing. Heal this land, oh God, and turn our hearts away from any sin or, or evil ways that maybe we had been living. And help us, oh God, to surrender fully to you. And we'll just thank you and praise you again, God, and give you all the glory for the victory that we're trusting you to bring. In the strong and holy and powerful name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. I want to thank you so much for allowing me to share with you a few moments this evening. And, and I pray again that you and your family would stay healthy. We are here at the church still trying to minister again and help you in any way. And I pray that you would continue to be faithful to uh, pray and to read God's word and and again to remember us in prayer in our church family that you would be faithful to continue to uh, to give as the Holy Spirit leads that that you would continue to reach out to your neighbor and try to be sensitive to those around you and and that's what we're doing as we are trying to respect 
our social distancing and we were trying our best to uh, keep everyone healthy and safe. And I would like to close out this time together by, by the way we close out every Wednesday night. And I did this last week, even though I believe it embarrassed my wife and my children. This is just what we do each Wednesday night. And, and even though we can't meet in this physical building, uh, we are the body of Christ. The people, we are the body. Our bodies are the temple of God. And that's why I love uh, singing that song we always close with every Wednesday night. And, and I hope you'll sing along with me as we sing together Sanctuary. Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. With thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary for you. Amen. We love you and God bless you.